the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. That's us, the lovable liberal Brian Whitman, the conservative crusader Jennifer Horn. We are The Morning Answer. You are official 6 o'clock club members because you are joining us. No. With platinum status. Yes, you saved it yourself. Right. At the start of this program. And that means something, dang it. That means, well, tell them what it means, Whitman. It doesn't really mean much. (laughs) It means that we, uh, we tell you that we appreciate your membership in the 6 o'clock club. If you listen to the Brian and Jen Morning Answer broadcast, anytime between 6 and 7 in the first hour, you are whammo blammo, officially a member of our 6 o'clock club. Thank you, Dr. Gorka. But if you're here right now when our mouths first open wide, and we say those first words of those first uh, uh, bombastic words of... That's a bunch of malarkey. Please, Joe. <laughs> of a Thursday morning, you're a platinum morning answer, six o'clock club member. And most of you right now are just that. So we want to bring you this very important news before anybody gets it about, on a more serious note, uh, we'll get to the fires in a second. But I want you to get this stat, which no one yeah, is going to get. You, well, you have a really important function over the next few days, Whitman. Your function is as the official morning answer timekeeper. And uh, when you are mm. bestowed upon this honor as the veteran mm. member of this program. Please stop. What? You just said it. What? Veteran member of the program, now the timekeeper. You are the keeper of the time. I am. I want to give the <laughs> – I love look, you. I'm, I'm new- uncomfortable. Why? Uh, look, they don't yeah. trust me with the clock, so uh, they give it to you. It yeah, comes in co- that fancy It's a box. cuckoo clock. It's a cuckoo <laughs> clock. That's Okay, so let's look at it here. The official hey, I was cal- giving you a good setup here to say that you're the official timekeeper to tell us how many days until the election. That would have served me better, I think. That oh, expedition. Give me a break. I was, call- I was complimenting you. You're the best. I love you. I would, if Pointing you out your here- longevity. Yes, it does look about longevity. We look now at the official countdown to November 3rd, the official U.S. presidential election. Will it be for, yes, for current incumbent president of the United States, Donald J. Trump? And I like you as well. Uh, I love humanity in general, so I guess I love you too. And and, uh, fighting off, squaring off is the former vice president of the United States. That's a bunch of malarkey. No, it's true. You did that job. And for 30 some odd years, he was a U.S. senator representing Delaware. And that was good too, I must say. It was not malarkey. You you did that well. And uh, uh, so he's Joe Biden. We have right now the sound of the tone Mm -hmm. until the polls open. No, actually, this is until election day hits. Okay, so midnight. Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New York time, even. Ooh. <laughs> Look. I, I know the stuff. You're I, when they give me the sign. I like it. I, oh, excuse me. Hold on. Wait. I just got was a call that the from, clock? I just got a call from Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, no. He <laughs> said, I was in the Senate, for, and I'm running He's for He's running the Senate for Senate currently. again. <laughs> I have to answer this. Okay. We have four days, 15 hours. 51 minutes, and at the sound of the tone, 40 seconds. Tone. 
<laughs> until the U.S. presidential election day, November 3rd, which means what's what's Thursday? What's Thursday? Practice, Practice Friday. Friday, of course. Which means please. there is one weekend left for these candidates on the marquee, the presidential candidates, to get out there, Jennifer, and make their statements, make for their sure. closing statements to voters that will be tuned in and listening. Many, I think, check out after the final presidential debate. And they're doing something for the first time today. Do you know what that is? They're saying something nice about each other. <laughs> I'm guessing no. Give me a hint. Give me a <laughs> I mean, I don't have clue. out my crystal ball, but I'm guessing probably I'm guessing. not. No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, you have a better chance of me complimenting Corn Pop. <laughs> he was bad. Dude, we know. Joe. <clears throat> they um, are going to be in the same place today, campaigning at the same, basically close to the well, same time. They're both going to be in Tampa, Florida today. Oh. Both campaigns in Florida. The president's spending the night there. He starts off very early today right, in Miami. He'll I be. I want to douse Tampa with droplets. Ah, he'll be I rallying throughout with, that state. Yeah, and yeah, droplets they both 2020. Will, they'll both end up in Tampa this afternoon. Trump will get there first. He does his rally first. Then Joe Biden will do his drive-in style rally, which he does, you know, where people beep their horns and stuff. My love, obviously different venues, right? Different venues and okay. probably a much different crowd, I'm guessing. Yeah, some will believe that the president should be honest about science and medicine when there's a, right. a global pandemic. And others will believe, hey, that's just fine if he and lies to us. some should believe that uh, maybe you just can't um, draw a crowd. Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, there's Joe. a shot for Joe, and down goes Joe. In the words of Muhammad Ali, down goes Frazier. <laughs> down goes Biden. So we'll see how all of that goes today. But both campaigns in the state of Florida, a crucial state. President Trump will not be able to win his, the run for election. I think you can stop right there. I think you can stop right there. Able to win. Uh, no, we're it. not. We're not going there. But no, he won't be able to win. No Republican can really win without Florida or Ohio. Those are really key states in in the map. And certainly no Joe Biden knows that and wants to take it from him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, looking at these fires that have been burning, the information updates we're going to give you are similar. They're different, uh, slightly different, but they're similar uh, in in a lot of ways to the updates we gave you yesterday. We're talking about the Silverado fire. Uh, these are fires burning Orange County, Trabuco Canyon. Silverado fire is, um, oddly enough, started as the quickest, most expeditiously moving fire in the early days and uh, eclipsed by the Blue Ridge Fire. But I'll start with uh, Silverado here. Silverado is uh, burning uh, in an area of Orange County. So it's two fires in Orange County, which is uh, which is a lot. And it's creating well over 100,000 100, people uh, looking for evacuation. Here's what's not going to help the Silverado Fire. What's not going to help is our official AccuWitman weather forecast for the next few days. Warm conditions and plenty of sunshine today. Southern California, Orange County, expected to see clear skies for the next few days. And temperatures up over 80 today. Now, that's a big difference from just reaching 70 over some of the over some of the last week. Similar conditions are expected to last through Saturday. Even hotter, 85, the valleys and the IE, even hotter for the firefighters under about 65 pounds of gear as they run in there to put down these fires. Now, I'm kind of mad at you because you went what right in into world? your AccuWitman weather forecast without letting me actually give you your official intro. 
That's okay. We did it the other morning. We did it exactly on Friday in the oh, second no. hour of the show. So Tell you okay. what, we're going to have to maybe set up an official AccuWhitman weather forecast. For we have program, one. But... We've had one. It was a contract uh, a rider of mine 18 years ago. We have it. I don't need it. <laughs> if I, I just lock out and say your official AccuWitman, Acu- but I don't do I it when you. we got fires. Oh, I know, but here's the deal. I know I'm a good, joking. There, there is some good news, though. Most every evacuation order for both the Blue Ridge Fire and the Silverado Fire have been lifted. If you looked at some of the aerial footage that came in yesterday afternoon, for the Silverado fire, you see just how close those flames came Oof. to people's homes. So good news. Most evacuation orders are all done in both the Silverado and the Blue Ridge fire. 23% containment for Blue Ridge. That's at about 14,000 acres, and, and that's good news. So the firefighters have done their job, and they've done it quickly. You're so right, Jennifer. 23% containment on the Blue Ridge fire. That's the highest number uh, detailing containment that we've seen since the fire ignited this week. Or last week. Definitely. That's the direction that you want to go in. The winds are not as much of a factor. No, this week. Yeah, the Silverado fire is at 25% containment. So both fires, uh, both the progress on both fires is has, has been pretty immense. And again, pretty quick since both started on Monday. There is still the story ongoing about those two Orange County Fire Authority firefighters who have uh, still, rem- they still remain in the hospital today in critical condition. They are 26 and 31. One has second and third degree burns on 50% of their body. The other has it at 60%, and there have been some funds that have been set up to help these injured oh. firefighters that I want to tell you about. Wildland, a firefighting foundation, has something going at WFFoundation.org. You can check that out to help those firefighters, WFFoundation.org. And then there's the Fallen Firefighters Relief Fund. They've That's got it. a GoFundMe, and we'll actually tweet that out at Jennifer Horn, at Brian Whitman, if you want to help donate to that. Because, again, if the best-case scenario is a recovery, a long road is ahead for these two firefighters who were on the hand crew of the Silverado Blaze. So many wonderful people uh, at Fallen Firefighters and so many wonderful people who give. So many, same for a wildlifefoundation.org. Uh, the term fallen firefighter here on a Thursday morning might, might have you thinking, because it certainly had me thinking the first time I heard it, first couple of times I heard it, that, that it's, it's benefiting families and the firefighters had sadly perished. Uh, not necessarily the case. So uh, we expect and we pray for a recovery for these two firefighters. Fallen Firefighters, a great organization, is one worthy and prepared to distribute resources uh, to firefighters who live through injury and continue their lives. And we tweeted that out. I've got it at Jennifer Horn. Brian, I know you'll retweet at Brian Whitman. You can check Within it out there. 28 seconds. Tweet. All right. As we continue, uh, ooh, Jim Biden, the brother of Joe Biden, he's speaking out, sort of. You won't believe what he is not saying. As your Thursday morning answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the morning answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer that officially makes it practice Friday here. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and the candidates out on the campaign trail. Five days left until Election Day. And President Trump greeted with a bit of good news as he starts off his day in Florida. That's where the vice president will be as well. Joe Biden will be rallying in Tampa. It'll as, be- will, as will the president. So, and they're very closely timed. They're not at the same time exactly. And they're not at the same venue. Right. But it's the tang. Go in Tampa. That's right. On Sounds Thursday. like uh, Scott Shannon, the Sean <laughs> Hannity. And tr- and Trump's now, Thursday Tampa tangle. tangle. <laughs> Trump's Thursday Tampa tangle doing the two wazzy. <laughs>
<laughs> no, what are they? What are they tangling? What, what's Trump's good news? I want to get people. Yeah. Up. So, and this is actually not Trump's good news. This is actually good news for all of us as we wake up today. Today was the day that we get the third quarter numbers, the GDP, and the U.S. GDP boomed thirty three point one percent in the third quarter. That's better than expected, and a record breaking number. The Dow Jones uh, Economist Survey said that it would be thirty two percent raise. Instead, thirty three point one. That was the pace for the third quarter. And Stephen that- Moore, a frequent guest, a top economic advisor to Morning Answer, also consults President Donald Trump. Did, admittedly, I hear he skimmed a little bit of profit off the top of that number and no. sent a studio audience to applaud the reception of those fine statistics. Did he do that? Yeah, I'm- we need a little bit of applause yes, from our do. studio audience. I mean, because our arms are going to break by Ooh, the time we're... Oh, man, we are okay, so and Jen, up. Jen, three, two, one. You pick it up or you don't. We've stopped. Well, we're done. Okay. But here's, a, here's the good news, uh, more good news. Not just – oh, <laughs> wait. Our what? studio audience was out at the coffee machine. They're all here now. And that's not them. That's them. No. Them is the golf loud. club. Them is the intimate COVID-compliant you golf this? club. Yeah, absolutely. Much better on the radio. How about that? Out there. White noise. You really like anyway, this small? All right. Much better. I've said it only 17 times. Okay, well, fine. So here's the thing. So <laughs> Stephen Moore, who is our chief economist here on The Morning Answer, he'll be with us just after 7.15 today. He predicted 33%. He got pretty darn close, 33.1%. We're going to have to well, rip him for being negative. <laughs> I'm going to say, Stephen, you're wrong. You're wrong. You blew it. You should have been it's, more optimistic, Steve. <laughs> now, you say that there's another piece of news that is not negative, that is good? Oh, no. Well, that is the good news. So, oh, Well, it, no doubt. I think what people – and this surprises me, admittedly. I have talked to actually people that we both know in common, some of our friends in common that people are real estate. don't talk to me anymore but still talk to you? No, no. I just feel like oh. as, as your work wife, you know how this is. People contact the woman always to tell the news, right? And to get news to the old And then man. when I deliver you your slippers, that's when I'm supposed to pass it on. I can't believe I just called myself. I saw myself in the monitor because we're socially distant, quarantined. And I looked – I saw myself call myself the old man. It's the first time I've ever done that in my life. And I'm looking and I go, you know what? kind of fits now uh, you've still got lots of life to live women depression on a third yeah the weekend, i know yeah. what is wrong <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know but anyway you were saying the weekend I just, depression has rolled in early I, I, I got the sunday uh full-on cloudy uh afternoon depression here on thursday morning <laughs> in the dark but go ahead important info so here. in talking to some of the people that i have the thing yes. that has not been touched all throughout the pandemic and this truly does shock me is real estate Commercial- oh i thought you were gonna say a doorknob because that has that's been untouched, too. The, but yeah. commercial real estate and residential real estate has still been really big. The investments in these types of things also really big. And according to reports, that's actually helped to bolster up that GDP number. So the economy seems to be coming back. It's a record-breaking number, by the mm. way. Uh, the previous post-World War II record was 16.7%. Right. Set by Franklin Roosevelt, I'm sure, a great Democrat president. But this is a big deal. And so it's it to celebrate and the president today because people trust him more with the economy than they do with joe biden at least if you believe some of the polling they do it's his strongest suit his strongest hand he should be out there celebrating this today and i would imagine that he is yesterday when he was uh, on the road he was in arizona and in nevada and he was talking about the uh, the number that was coming out today so hopefully today he will take that and, and move with it because that's the right thing for his campaign to do very quickly you mentioned nationally real estate numbers uh increasing exploding in some regions uh i'll i'll 
pepper that with a Southern California, Los Angeles, Orange County real estate market report that came out last week that I heard about uh, saying September was an unbelievable yeah. month, the month of September. So this is uh, not just a national figure. National figures only come when when we uh, coagulate the, the, the state figures. But California, Southern California regionally doing very well. Yeah, our friend, the one that I was referring to, our friend Leland, who is Mr. Fullerton, he's former mayor of Fullerton and runs the Fox Theater, was telling me just how incredible the real estate market has been in Orange County specifically and that it has and it really kind of defies what expectations you have because when you think of people being shut down and people out of work you don't think that this is the time that they're making their moves but maybe maybe they are they have the time on their hands they're not going and running back to the office they're not worrying about school going back and forth and those and deadlines we, we put on ourselves that's right and and you would think it, sometimes those uh, th- those those contributing factors, those things happening, would you'd have? I would. I'd have paralysis by indecision. You know, I just wouldn't do anything for caution. 100%. But we have pe- we have people buying in, creating this boom. So with all the bad stuff ostensibly going on, that that probably wouldn't be at the top of the flyer you get from your real estate agent if they're trying to get you uh, to buy. You know. Uh, they're not pushing people away from Southern California. I always say the most beautiful pocket of the most beautiful corner of God's beautiful planet. Oh, look at you. Well, I think and the good news across the country is that there is optimism and that people are looking forward to a recovery. Well, you, you hope. You hope there's optimism. Well, I think that's what those numbers mean. They reflect. They're not giving up on the economy. People are still thinking that there is I think that's true. recovery ahead. And so uh, that is some great news for all Americans. That's good news for Trump's campaign as well. All right, Jim Biden has come up a lot in conversation. He's the Which, brother. He's running for pre- vice president. Who? No, he's the brother of Joe Biden. Biden and Wait. the business partner of Hunter Biden, Joe's son. And, and his name is what? Jim. Now, don't you remember? I said we should start calling former Vice President Joe Biden, Jim Biden, after he <laughs> announced right. Kamala Harris's candidacy in a high school gymnasium. Right. Because not I, only was it embarrassing, so he should change his name, but he was also in a gymnasium. Yeah. And I he said he it. should be Jim, G-Y-M, Biden. This is J-I-M Biden. And he's been in the news a lot because of this now becoming irrefutable evidence that there were some business dealings with China. The FBI coming out, the Senate Intel Committee coming out and saying that there is no question that these emails that Tony Bobulinski, uh, their business partner in all of this, turned over to uh, the FBI. There is no doubt that these are real. They're not Republican mis- or I'm sorry, Russian misinformation. This is not like a Republican stunt. These are real, legit emails. And so, yeah, like we, the one that Donald Trump's son sent to the Russian national. Yeah, and how much did we hear about that? No, that was, I'm just telling you. And we, how well, little are we hearing about Hunter Biden? Because the news media is showing their very blatant bias. But Joe Biden has not talked about this. He won't comment on it. He says it's a bunch of malarkey, as he likes to say. That's one of his words. Uh, remember, he went on the bus tour called the No, the no Malarkey, malarkey tour. tour. Yeah. Question for you, seriously, as you're following this closely. Joe Biden, the candidate, the former vice president, wants to be president. It matters most to him when this scandal touches him directly, mm-hmm. tangibly, and it can be quantified. That hasn't happened yet, has it? If it has, tell me the best you've – I'm not challenging you. Well, no, I mean I I think – here's why I think it matters. Look, I don't care what Hunter Biden does. I don't care what – 
bad behavior or good behavior he does. What I do care about, though, and I've said it to you for a long time, is that I believe, and I know you know I believe this, that China is our greatest threat on the globe. I think that they economically are our greatest threat. They're the ones with the most strength behind them. I think they mishandled the coronavirus on purpose because they wanted to see America and the rest of the world take a hit so that they could actually increase their power. And so and they're a I communist want- nation with with a, with a finger right on a button that could throw into catastrophe the international yeah. economy. And so I want a president who is going to be tough on China. That is one of my requirements. And so when you're looking at these two candidates, who is it going to be? And when you hear that Joe Biden made a 10 percent cut off of a big multimillion dollar deal that his son and his brother hey, made, on, that's dude. a problem. So, dude, I'd make one cent, dude. <laughs> he his son did and passed it along is what the, the claim is. And he hasn't denied that. His brother was asked by a reporter who was stationed in front of his house about the scandal. The first time we have heard from Jim Biden, Ooh. it went like this. Hi, do you care to answer some questions? No. Just wondering, why did you involve Joe Biden in your China deal? Why did you and Hunter Biden want Joe Biden to meet with Tony B? What are you talking about? I'm, are you Mr. Jim Biden? I wanted to ask you about the China deal. Would, would you please stop bothering me? You don't want to comment, sir? I don't want to comment about anything to you. And I think he wanted to say and stay off of my lawn. All right, as we continue, uh, Mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, chimes in on two big scandals as your Thursday morning answer continues. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Nobody but nobody gets near COVID boy. I'm Brian Whitman. Welcome to the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your yeah. Thursday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and I'm not calling you COVID boy. No, that's that's okay. There's another poppy song that I think about these songs written and they're pop songs. And you take the lyrics and if they were on a piece of paper left on a voicemail of like a female in a big city, somebody would get a restraining order <laughs> with those lyrics. I know. You hi, can run, you can hide. Hi, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Matt down the hall. You can run. And you can hide, but you can't <laughs> escape my love. Click. And then you have a sting come along from the police. That's right. Oh, hi, sting. Every breath you take, Ooh. I'll be watching you. Every move you make. Every b- bond you break, Ruby. I'll be watching you. Every step you take, I'll be watching you. Restraining order. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, some of these lyrics are written and they and they make millions of dollars for pop artists. I know. Put them on a voicemail with a straight face and you're off to county. And it gets weirder. Like, women lust after these people. I don't think that's true. Sting? Oh, those people, oh, yeah. yes. No, I they, thought you they, meant people who leave messages No, like women that. like... Oh, I say, oh, it didn't work for me. So hot. I wish someone felt this way about you. And then when someone does feel that way about you, you're yeah. calling 911. Well, because the music is missing and the money is missing and they're not... And it's not the, the police pants. and, and the, world ban, the world tour is missing and all of that. Do you understand? All right. We have two scandals a Bruin here in Los Angeles. Would you like to deal with the... Dodgers, the World Series in sports, or would you like to go with the good old-fashioned sex scandal? I'll let you choose first, Whitman. Well, I'm going to speak for the audience, and the audience is saying, give us the Dodgers. Give us the Dodgers. It's juicier. So, as a 30, 
Almost 40-year broadcast professional. I'm going to tease you and make you wait for the Dodgers scandal. First, we go to the good old-fashioned City Hall scandal. So we've actually talked about this scandal on the show, and we've done it over the last several months because we talked about it. It went away. It kind of sprung back up again. And it involves Rick Jacobs, who is called the executive mayor by Mayor Garcetti. He is the one who is literally the top advisor to the mayor, travels with him, helps advise him on city issues. I think sometimes there's more than one executive mayor. Yeah, he but this is, according to all reports, his He's, top advisor, like the guy. I've read the same, yeah. And uh, and they're friends. They can, they have a friendship, but far before, longer, far longer than just Garcetti being mayor. Right. So Rick Jacobs was accused a few months ago. We talked about it here by a, an LAPD police officer who was on the security detail for Garcetti, uh, especially when he was trying out running for president. Remember, he was going to South Carolina and he was going to Iowa and all those things. Yeah, looking for solutions to the homeless problem. Right, right. And so that LAPD officer said that Rick Jacobs, like, would not stop sexually harassing him, that he would touch him inappropriately. He would say things. He would flirt with them. He made it clear he wasn't interested, but Rick Jacobs kept going after him don't have the allegations in front of us, but it sounds like it it, it runs uh, some of the gamut from words to comments sure. about to actual touching. And physical as well. And he sued. He actually has a lawsuit in progress. Well, uh, come out a couple of months later, and Yashar Ali, who is a, who's a journalist, came out and said, you know, I saw that story by the LAPD officer, and I thought about it. I finally had to say something. He's been harassing me, too, for years. Now, Yashar Ali, we know, is a, is a gay man. He's out. We don't know about the police officer, if that person is straight or gay. It doesn't really matter. He was a victim. No, right. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know that everybody knows a lot about Yashar Ali. What does he do for a living that puts him in close proximity to a uh, staffer of Mayor He's Garcetti. worked for, for Newsweek, several publications, and he's traveled with the mayor, again, covering certain stories. What's his allegation? And his allegation is is that not only was he verbally harassed and, uh, you know, had sexual things, thing, unwanted advances made on him, yeah, but okay. that Rick Jacobs would actually come up and kiss him repeatedly in front of people. And Yashar Ali said it was really embarrassing. He didn't ask for it. They weren't in a relationship. This That's why was, it's a crime. Exactly. That's why it's a crime. You know? And so I guess he went to the mayor's office and said, I'm coming yeah. out with this story. Hey, oh, what do you got? You have a complaint to file? What's the, up? The mayor's office said, well, uh, go ahead, because there's two others that came out. Now, two other unnamed sources have come out and said they, too, were victimized by Rick Jacobs in the last week. So so because Garcetti is a surrogate for Joe Biden and has been out there talking for him and, and stumping for him, Biden's actually pulled him off of the campaign, which yeah. is a blow to Garcetti because Garcetti obviously wanted a cabinet position with Biden. And now that might be in jeopardy. So Rick Jacobs has been put on administrative leave at this point. Does that mean with or without pay? I, I would imagine with pay, but I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's always an interesting. I'll find out for sure. I'll call my uh, call your my, sources, my insiders. over So there. yesterday we hear from Garcetti for the first time. He gives a, a press conference. He's talking about the Dodgers and we'll talk and about COVID that in a minute. COVID, some of the virus numbers and all of that. And uh, in the Q&A section, he didn't bring it up himself, but no. in the Q&A section, he was asked about Rick Jacobs and why he walked away and is on leave from this position. Um, with Rick, it was a mutual decision, but I did ask him to right now have us be separated from that. I think that has to happen. It can be a friend or somebody you don't know. And in these situations, the highest standard is to make sure. And it was because of new information. Uh, that is the reason why. And I want to say something to the American people. And I want you to listen to me, Angelinos. I did not have sexual relations with that person, Mr. Ali. I never asked anyone to lie, not a single time. <laughs> these allegations are false, and I need to get back to work for good, Angelinos. Thank you. <laughs>
that's impressive. They memorized that. I and know. Added it. See, I wouldn't. Add he it almost to... delivered it better than we got it the first time. I think. Um. Nah. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, he. Do. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. The first time was a lie, and I believe this. That's pretty good delivery. I think. Yeah. What I think is funny is that his quote was, "I did ask him to right now have right. us be separated." Isn't the the standard? But that we're was going COVID to, compliance. Yeah. Isn't the standard though? We're going to have an investigation, and then you know we'll decide how to proceed. Yeah. Yeah. The line, and you know this is a communications expert and and uh, and uh, study communications and journalism. The line. There's only one line. I am, as I'm sure all are who have heard these allegations horrified by the nature of them. Uh, it came a time where Mr. Jacobs could no longer actively be serving in this administration. There is a full investigation. Uh, this is not the Rick Jacobs I know, so I certainly hope that it right. doesn't prove this. That's you the can only even say, line. Rick Jacobs is my friend. I didn't see any yeah, of this, right, but of we are going to do a complete and thorough investigation because this behavior will not be tolerated. Now, our morning Something. answer. But instead he says, we, mu- we just have to be separated for now, which makes me think, as someone who distrusts government already, that as he soon could- as the story dies down, he's going to bring him right back into that yeah, same position. Yeah, I said we should be separated by, like, Right now, because when we get together, we get wild and we <laughs> blow kisses and stuff. It's real weird. Okay. Uh, I made the morning answer listening family wait. It was Oh, a... there's two more, but hold on. Garcetti's oh. denial continues. So, what uh, is he? Uh, Dr. Feelgood? So, no, he was ta- He talked about the separation. Then a reporter says, well, did you witness any of this? Because oh. remember the claims, the two public claims say that the mayor was right there as it was happening. The allegations um, are that, that you witnessed some of this yeah. inappropriate uh, sexual misconduct and that you did nothing to stop it. I'm just wondering if you can respond to that allegation sure. as well. Easy on the second one. Categorically, no. Absolutely and categorically, no. All right. He says he didn't witness anything. No way. Categorically, that's an easy one. No way. Mm. Didn't do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> I like being mayor. <laughs> All right. Is there any it's more fun. to that? Is that no, the update? Let's, let's stop it there. But what I will do is I will promise you scandal number two. This one is about our oh nothing World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. They're back in L.A. for the first morning today after the World Series victory. Series scandal. World Series final game scandal. All the yeah. D's tales and it's a scandal that actually involves you whomever you are hearing the morning answer today on a thursday we'll have it for you as your thursday morning answer continues brian whitman's voices jennifer horn's brain what else do you need to start your day this is the morning answer Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. Practice Friday here all day long. Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Five days until Election Day. Two days until Halloween. And hold on. This is totally gratuitous. But Happy birthday, Mom. It's my mom's birthday today. And I know she's listening. I love you, Mama. Diana. uh, Jen's too humble. Her mom is. uh, I'll do this. She's one of yours. If I do the joke I was going to do, do it. she'll kill me. Do, right. Okay, let's wrap the What do you do on table. birthdays? Wait, you no, no, roast we, people. Back in the day. You say happy birthday. Oh, back in the day. What am I doing? No, happy birthday. No, my oh, mom. here it's we go. Easy. And little self, you know, a little gratuitous here, but happy birthday to my mom. Today's her birthday. Oh, I yes. I love her. Diana. Uh, Jen's too humble to say it. Uh, well, Diana's too old now to remember it. <laughs> Okay, See, that that's where I'm going to get killed. But she was, <laughs> was Teacher of the Year twice. North Hollywood High. She is not only 
one of the greatest moms I've ever seen. I'd say greatest, but I had the greatest mom. Aww. Everybody says that. But she is true, and I do mean this sincerely without any without any of my stupid stuff I do sometimes. She's a great contributor to Los Angeles because she helped shape the minds of very impressive young students who went on to uh, me. Very... Oh, yeah, that's right. She's your mom, too. <laughs> That's right. And that, and thank you that for that, Diana, as well. Thank anyway, you. love you. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday. All right. For her birthday, the Dodgers won the World Series because she, too, is a Dodger fan like she me. Is. And yes. the Dodgers are waking up this morning. It's their first oh. morning back in Los Angeles. They came yes. back yesterday. Yeah. And they came back to the news that Major League Baseball is now investigating – Yes. Just what went on when third baseman Justin Turner went onto the field to, oh, you know, celebrate the big World Series victory oh. with his teammates after he found out he tested positive for coronavirus. Well, um, uh, the Susie Sunshine of coronavirus, Jennifer Horn chiming in That's here. Me. Let, let me say this. Uh, the reason that it was a bad idea for Justin Turner to run out on the field is that according to the commissioner of Major League Baseball, here's a report, I'm going to read a story, a portion, not the whole story, just from ESPN, the nuts and bolts of it. The commissioner's office said yesterday, Wednesday, that it was starting a full investigation of the 35-year-old baseman. The Dodgers won their first World Series, bep, 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 bep. Turner was pulled from the game following the seventh inning after Major League Baseball was notified that he had tested positive for COVID-19. He was quarantined in a doctor's office. Dodgers president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman, told them that. Turner, Justin Turner, later returned <laughs> to the field, I think that's a typo, wearing a mask. Well, that's okay. Well, it's, no, it's not okay. It's better than without. Wearing a mask to celebrate the Dodgers title, he ran on the field like the other players celebrate. He then took down his mask like Trump when he arrives at the White House, <laughs> and pose for a team photo on the field. And the oh, process, the nerve. <laughs> yes. No. No, 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 yes. No. You, you No, you were right. No. Say it now without a laugh. I won't. And, and it's the right thing to say. Because the right I'll thing— I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, what nerve. No, the right thing is that this guy gets to celebrate. These baseball players, first of all, should probably question their test because the they've been living in a bubble for three weeks now. They've been quarantining with each other for three weeks now. And he... Had but a test that was in, but he had a test that was inconclusive. Then they said they came back positive. What difference if he exposed people difference. in the seventh inning? What's the difference if he exposed people for a picture? Now, now you know that that is based on a fallacy. That question. The difference is he's been in quarantine. Quarantine. I have to do this again. Morning answer. Do I have to be your Dr. Fauci? Our jo- our buzzkill. No, I'm not being a buzz. I'm trying to save lives in these days of a pandemic. Justin Turner taking a picture after a well-earned victory that the okay. Dodgers have been is working towards since he's it been on wrong. the team. It is wrong. It would be and, wrong for him not to do that. Well, if it's wrong, then toss me in jail. And Look, throw we have to game. remember. Now, I thing. have to say something before you continue. I do because I have to set the record straight. Go ahead. Set the record straight, and then I'll Thank set you. you straight. Okay, that'll be fine. And hit me, if you don't mind, with the frying pan afterwards. Do we have my frying pan? I Can missed you that. Dig it, like, out of storage? it was like napalm in the morning. It's just like a real snap. I'm going to have to work on my arm. Go ahead. I'm going to stretch out my arm while now, you don't try to intimidate me. Oh, I absolutely will. The important thing here is yeah, that Jennifer. Yeah, I know this is COVID boy. Brian Give me your Whitman. nonsense, COVID boy. And, hey. and and the 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 queen of COVID land, COVID land, Jennifer Horn. We know that uh, quarantine is for people uh, who are trying to be safe, who don't, who had not been, who may have been around someone who tested positive, but they are doing it voluntarily. 
for the good of others. And, well, it's ordered if you come in some contact with someone who's positive. In the beginning of March, April, May, the beginning of the springtime, we were all, not all, statistically, most of us obviously quarantining. When you get a COVID-19 positive test result like I got on the second day of August, the year of our Lord 2020, then you go into required isolation, which is where, hey, Justin Turner, seventh inning stretch, he had a COVID-19 positive test result. Isolation by Justin, we love you. We'll be right around the Turner. We'll see you in a minute. But you're an isolate. We won't see you. We'll see you through. We'll, say, we'll, we'll leave a food drop at the door like Jennifer Horn did for Brian on his birthday. You got. You can't. Here's the so, thing. If you they were, won the World Series. If you were inducted into the Broadcast Hall of Fame. I would not. And uh, you were there at the cocktail party. And then you found out that you were positive for COVID-19. Yes. You have to tell me that you would leave the stage before I that. I would. Because That's if, stupid. And I'll tell you why it's stupid. Jennifer, I'm, if I infected Shotgun Tommy Jimmy of Nashville look, with COVID-19. or the Then he'll probably beast. survive. This is what's so stupid oh, about this. You're is that they're in, they're in, No, you don't they're care. In your head so, there's in your head so much that li- life is about living, guys. It is not about hiding out in basements like you're, maybe your next president might think. It's not about hiding out. It's about fighting and seizing opportunity. Here is someone. Then baseball you should... players. I'll, I'll finish this quickly. I'm baseball sorry. players work their whole life to make it to the World Series, and most of them never get there. Justin Turner worked his whole life to get there. He wins the World Series, and to have Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball make a big deal about him going out to take a picture with his teammates, they should be removed. I mean, people have lost their minds. If he if was they're re- realize, I mean, here's the thing. In all reality, Whitman, even if Justin Turner has it, even if he is sick, he's going to recover, and so will all the other Dodgers. But, so but why this miss is the- this one opportunity because- in your life? Because two reasons, just two reasons. Why? Because this disease is different for the 1500th time, not to you, but to the world. It is makes others unsafe when you have recover. it. That's it, the but, point. But it makes others unsafe. And your freedom ends where my your where my your, your your liberty ends where my safety begins. And if to Major League Baseball, it was significant enough a reason. Forget about the celebration after the game, which doesn't impact the game. It's a celebration. If it was reason enough or important enough to remove him from the actual game in the seventh inning. Well, that's the point. It wasn't. Okay. Uh, I, I, I disagree with you. I Jennifer. think they should have let him play. I think it is absolutely a Question. travesty. And I think that Question. it was retribution because Justin Turner has called out Major League Baseball for not being tougher on the Houston Astros. Okay. Mayor Eric Garcetti was asked about Justin Turner mm-hmm. and his positive test result yesterday. Justin Turner is the heart and soul of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, one okay. of the greatest players who's ever played who matched the record for uh, most homers uh, in his franchise history in the postseason. I mean, he is... Uh, and somebody who I dearly love, um, his family I know. He's just an incredible Angelino, local but. boy who has brought us such joy. But. Uh, but his diagnosis is a reminder that anybody can get this and anybody can pass this on to. So it's a reminder of how safe we all need to be with every action we take and everything that we do. And so I'll leave it to the county, but I think the county has said, uh, Dr. Ferrer said publicly, uh, that because there may have been exposure that uh, folks should isolate. That's whether you're a championship baseball player, whether you're the mayor, whether you're everyday citizen, um, no matter who you are. That's right. If you're a guy on the radio like me, you got to isolate. Jennifer, your logic suggests, well, he's in the World Series, winning the World Series. If somebody has the job interview of their life mm-hmm. and they, their, their daughter wrote the appointment time down wrong and they have to get there real quick, should they get an exception 
for doing 120 miles an hour on the freeway? I think sometimes they do, actually. Should they? I don't know. But I will tell you this. I think that we are in this place where we are not living our lives, and we need to because every single day, every breath is a precious gift. And go, Justin Turner. I'm glad you went out there and you were robbed. You should have been able to celebrate with your teammates. All right, as we continue, uh, five days until Election Day, how many ballots have been cast so far? We'll tell you as your Thursday morning answer continues.